The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Finals, and we're talking about effort. That's a huge concern of mine. And tonight, you know, that the starting lineup to start the game is 10 to 2 Miami, start the third quarter. Um, and we just got, you know, we had guys out there that were just whether feeling sorry for themselves for not making shots or thinking they can just turn it on or off. Uh, Miami came in here and outworked us. There's game plan breakdowns, personnel breakdowns. Um, as I mentioned after game one, the fact that they got 16 wide-open threes was concerning. They didn't make them. And so we got lucky in game one. Tonight they made them. So it was definitely a breakdown in communication. It was definitely a breakdown in our game plan. And uh, we had a hard time getting stops, and then we had a hard time getting uh, made baskets on the other end. Talking point. Yeah. I mean, it's the finals, man. Like. Our energy has to be better. We can't come out like we did, and um, you know we have to be better. You know, it's never a good thing to be wrong or consistently mm. wrong in our business. I mean, we have our own version of the scoreboard. It's like, were you right? Were you wrong? Um, and if you were wrong, hopefully it's few and far between. Um, now, for the record. Uh, during our epic watch party on Thursday night, right before game one. Fantastic. I, I had party. Nuggets in six, and Nuggets in six is still in play. But after game one, admittedly, I, like many people, thought it might be Nuggets in four, maybe five. Um, and I guess I'll start, Michael, by saying I'm really happy to be wrong. Or at least I think I'm wrong. I mean, it's, it, it could yeah. still be Nuggets in five, but... Uh, I'm happy to be wrong because I love being wrong about predicting a short series because when you're wrong, it means that we win insofar as we will now get a competitive, compelling, potentially long series. So I'm happy to be wrong about thinking that Denver was just so much better than Miami the way that I thought, I think many others thought, uh, after game one. But let me tell you something, man. I'm pissed. And and, and you got to forgive me in advance because I'm already on one. Because okay. I cussed a bunch of children out this... Uh, yesterday, I spent cussing a bunch of children out all day, including my own. You did? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, got any, you got any emails on that? Any emails? Any phone calls, texts? No, not yet. Since no, cussing not out yet. Not other yet. people's kids? Not yet. Not okay. yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. It's coming. Um, it's coming. It might be. They might be. Because when I hear... 
we're talking about the finals. Okay? Not practice, not training camp, not the regular season, not even the first round. We're talking about the finals. And when I hear trigger words like effort, outworked, and energy in game two of the NBA finals, I just got a question for the Nuggets. Who the F do you think you are? Who do you think you are that your coach, because you know, if he's if he said it, you know how embarrassing it is for a coach in the finals, because yesterday we had a championship game and got our asses kicked in the Marquee Hoops championship right? game yesterday. Okay. How many did you lose by? But we got, How many did you lose by? I don't even, even want to say. I don't even want to say. Let's just say it was over pretty much from the opening tap. And wow. what pissed me off more than anything was that we just didn't come to play. So even during the game when Michael Malone was saying our starters didn't come to play or they weren't ready to play, I'm like, what, what are you saving it for? It's, it's, Jeff Green is right. It's the effing finals. So I'm concerned about Denver. We knew Miami wasn't going to go away quietly. We knew Miami wasn't going to roll over. Like We knew Miami was going to start to make some of those aforementioned 16 wide-open threes that Michael Malone tracked from game one. But I guess what I, I would have never imagined that the team that had this Rocky Mountain-sized chip on its shoulder from the lack of perceived yeah. respect for the number one seed would dare disrespect the Heat and what's at stake by lacking effort? Yeah. Wow. That rubs yeah. me the wrong way. But I do feel better knowing yeah. that it's not just an AAU Apparently. team. It's not just an yeah. AAU team. It's also, it's also the NBA. The NBA Finals, you got, you got a coach effort. Are you kidding me? Like, it's man, that team? You the one thing you cannot bring, cannot not bring to the table when you play the Heat is sustained effort. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, look, you know, what's so funny is that I'll start here. You're from a different era. I mean, you know, when you were growing up, you could cuss out kids. And when I was growing yeah. up, you could cuss out kids. And maybe when you were a teenager and I was a teenager, you know, that, that, st- that thing was still happening. But this is the timeout crowd. Well, I mean, this we, is the, well you know, you know, I got, a, you know, I was, a raised, of, you know a, I was raised in the church. Everybody had license to whip my ass in the fellowship hall uh, in the back. Right. You know, and, you and go home listen, and you get whipped by the whole neighborhood. Remember that? Remember those days? And, that's right. <laughs> and they do it, and they do it in the name of the Lord. Yes. Spare, <laughs> spare the rod, spoil the child. It don't mean that. It don't mean that. It's hey, not literal. Don't be coming up here with no switch on me. If the deacons and the deaconesses did not whip your ass, your parents would be like, well, why didn't you handle it? Wait, you ain't, you ain't do nothing about it? You saw him acting up, but you ain't do nothing about it? They get mad Come at on. them for not Come on. for not applying corporal punishment. <laughs> they, they throw all that meanness and then throw some scripture on it. That'll make it right. Mm-hmm. Make oh, you, it you, right. Know, you know I whip me because I love you. You know, you know, oh, you know I whip because I love <laughs> you. Know I whip because I love you. Like, wow, okay. Hurts Thank me. You. <laughs> Hurts me. Hurts me more yes. than it hurts you. No. Yes. No yes. one does it. Yes. No one does it. Where do you word, get that from? Word, anyway, word. I'm just like, I just hope it doesn't go left for you because you did that oh, to right. your like kids. Like I got reported, like I get reported or something. Yeah. And, no, and other people's kids. But I'm gonna tell you this, yeah. man. Look, don't feel bad about. It. Don't feel bad about. From the top, you said being wrong. Don't feel bad about it because outside of South Florida, nobody else is saying I told you so. 
It's only South Florida Heat fans who thought they had a chance, I guess, the entire time. And if they're honest with themselves and we check all their Twitter activity, they probably are as guilty as the rest of us. So, look, it, it's, it's hard to get past who the Miami Heat were and who the Miami Heat are. It's not just who they were in the regular season. It's like what we're looking at. It's not just yeah. fans. It's not just commentators. It's former coaches. It's former players. We look at them and we see them for what we think they are. But they've, as I said in the yeah. feed, man, they've taken us out of the prediction business because now I have no idea. I, I said um, Nuggets in five. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win. Maybe the Heat win in five. I don't know. And and we just like every step of the way we think okay now it ends. It was going oh they beat Milwaukee but okay that's on Milwaukee. Milwaukee thought that was on Milwaukee. Milwaukee fired his coach after losing yeah. to the Heat. Uh, the Knicks okay Knicks have home court but uh, you know uh, that's not real. It's gonna it's gonna end against the Celtics because the Celtics are much better than the Heat. And now we're talking in Boston. I hear another story. Hey, should they trade Jalen Brown? Joe Missoula got uh, new people on his coaching staff because he got out coached by Eric Foster. Like everybody thinks it's them and yeah. not the Miami Heat. It's yeah, always, yeah. well, it's, yeah. it's what we could have done. And so even Michael Malone is doing that. Well, mm. look, we, we weren't ready to play and we were doing mm. this. Yeah, mm. there might be a reason you were doing that. It could be the other guys. Mm-hmm. I just say this it, it, last thing, and, and I, I think Michael. And you, and you called that. And by the way, you called that in that Celtics series. I ain't gonna lie. You called that in that Celtics series. Yeah. Talk about the Celtics chance, would underestimate the Heat. I think everybody underestimates the Heat. If Michael Malone, his biggest coaching achievement, it needs to start right now before Game Three. I don't know if he can pull it off, but I can give him some advice. And I don't know if the guy took it. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go back on you. You don't remember this. Uh, but maybe you remember I did your show on another network. Mm-hmm. I did your show. And uh, but you don't know about the interaction I had. So I did your show in Bristol, Connecticut back in the day. And mm-hmm. I was talking about Terrell Pryor, which hurt my heart because he's a Buckeye. He's family. I, you know, I don't like to say bad things about Buckeyes, but he was trying to be the Raiders starting yeah. quarterback. Yeah, had like a 90 yard I, run for the Raiders. I want to say. Yeah, I was like, look, yeah, I was like, look, look, this ain't gonna happen for him. He's not, you know, Terrell Pryor. If you're looking at Terrell Pryor as your quarterback, he got problems. So I'm really going in Mm. on Terrell Pryor. Somebody hit me up on Twitter when I used to look at it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, somebody hit me up on Twitter and said, hey, you know what? So it really went at me. Just come to me like you, you funny looking and Look at your your, yeah. your small head and all this stuff. <laughs> I said, I said, look, man, look, man. I, I understand what you're saying. Imagine that I'm Beyonce. Imagine that it's Beyonce saying these things about Terrell Pryor. Don't worry about what I look like. Worry about the mm. content. So Don't shoot the same the thing with the Miami yeah. Heat. Miami yeah. Heat. Don't worry yeah. about. 44 wins in the regular season and the right. undrafted right. and all that. Stuff. You got to get the narrative out of your head. Pretend oh, like it's man. the Miami Heat with LeBron James, the and Chris Bosh, so and Heatles. D Wade. Hey, that, but, that ain't Eric Spolster. Oh, or even they got Eric Spolster with Pat Riley as an assistant coach 
And let's just uh, play some uh, timeline games. Stan Van Gundy got, behind, the, yeah. behind the bench. They, they shouldn't. You got Alonzo. You got Alonzo coming off the bench. they shouldn't have to do that. Why you got to play mind yes, games? Do. Why you got to play Jedi they mind do. tricks in because the NBA Finals in professional it's basketball? But it, but it shouldn't be. You got to fight that. It's so funny because remember I went at Jalen Brown in the conference semi, in the conference finals when he was like, yeah, a bunch, they're, they're playing out of their minds. A bunch of guys who we should control or contain, whatever he said. I'm like, why yeah. should you be able to control Max Struess and Gabe Vincent? Why should you be, and Caleb Martin, why should you be able to, should? You're entitled because they weren't drafted? Because they're not Max players? That really pissed me off. And the same thing happened Sunday. Oh, we beat that team last time we played them. I was like, I don't want to hear shit about what we did against that team the last time we played them. That does not matter today. And sure enough, they ran us off the freaking floor. I know nobody cares about my AAU team. I'm sorry. I'm just really still smarting I, from yeah, being embarrassed like, really? yesterday. But it just reminds me. But it's just like, wait a second. When I hear this, I'm like, are you serious? Is universal? Is this you, when you're stepping into the ring? Remember I told you about my crowd, my guy training? And the first thing that I was trained is to believe that anybody can whip your ass. Like I was trained, like yeah. I don't, don't, I don't care what they look like. I don't care what I. You don't judge a book by their cover. Everybody's a world class fighter. In the NBA Finals, are you mean to tell me that they're sitting up here thinking that the Miami Heat, because they're an eight seed, because they didn't make their threes in the regular season for the most part, because they don't have Tyler Hero, we'll see about Game Three. They don't have Tyler Hero. You mean to tell me that you somehow think you're entitled to a title? Where they do that at? You know what? I'll tell you else who the Miami Heat are. You know who they are? They're America's team. They're America's team. Because if any team collectively came up out the mud, it's the Miami yeah. Heat. It, that, that team has got a they just got a team full of hoopers. They got a team full of hoopers. You know? Yeah. They don't, they're the young bloods. If you don't give a damn, we don't give a... I mean, I'm telling you. Because, like, those dudes, like, Kevin Love, like, oh, I'm out the rotation or I'm back in. I got you. You know? J Duncan Robinson... I got you when you need me. I, I'm here in the fourth quarter to, to spark this this comeback. Max Struess, 0 for 9 game one, lighting them on fire to start game two. It's, it's unbelievable how these dudes just keep coming. And if you are the Denver Nuggets, it is inexcusable and unbelievable how you got to learn the hard way too. So even if you were inclined well, to underestimate this ragtag bunch, why would you make the same mistake the Celtics and the Knicks and the Bucks did? Because they're a playing team? You, uh, no, no, it's because you don't, you've done your work as an NBA player. They worked all season. This is not new for them. It's not new for them. So I know some people watching the NBA finals. We got some hardcore fans who've been watching it all season long like us. All season long, we've been watching it. But then you got a lot of casual fans who are just being introduced to the Miami Heat and they love the story. Un like a lot, said, came a lot out of untrained eyes, basically. Which is yeah, a lot of untrained eyes. Out, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 start off from the bottom. Now we're here, the whole thing. Okay, we got it. Yeah, they, yeah. they love it. They love it. Well, Jeff Green and Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and KCP, all those guys, they've been in the league for a long time. Max Struess is not new to them. You know, uh, Jimmy Butler is not new to them. Any of them. Gay, uh, Gabe Vincent, they're not new. So all they're doing, and this is why I understand it's so difficult. All they're doing is going off of their knowledge of mm -hmm. NBA players. All right, like, take our profession. Take our profession. There's some people in this profession, you know, you got a lot of respect for them. There's some other people you find out, hey, they got a show and they're going up against you. You'd be like, get this mother. 
Dear God, right, right, that right. dude. It was a fraud. Just, it was a fraud. Oh, come on, come on. He, he, he ain't working. What? He ain't, he ain't okay. saying nothing. He ain't okay. saying nothing. Oh, I know what that's oh, going to look like. All the time. All the time. I know what all that's going to look like. All right. the time. And so He's, right. they're doing the same thing. I don't respect thing. nobody. Based off. You quiet as Shit. Like who? 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 I appreciate it. Who? I appreciate the honesty. No, but seriously. I appreciate the, they're, they're going out there, they're going out there information to, yeah. and, and it's happening to them because they watch it and they right. say, that ain't going to happen to me. Like when I listen, he gave Vincent did the Celtics. He ain't going to do that to me. Why? Well, they just need to the stop saying that. Stop saying that the Heat won't make 48% of their threes or 40 plus percent of their threes. They made the biggest difference. They made 50% of their threes last night. And I guess I just I would hope that the Nuggets, while they were resting, were not resting on their laurels, because that would really ruin everything that I thought I knew about this team. That was, I mean, honestly, honestly, and, and the worst so, thing that could happen is it still came down to a last-second shot. Murray still had a chance to tie, right? So they're probably going home thinking, "Oh, if we just do this differently, if we just yeah. do this differently, we'd have won this game." Like you said, it's about like no, you got to respect Miami. Nothing else. You need to know that it's going to be a long, <laughs> difficult fight for you. Speaking of respect, you say you don't respect nobody. Uh, how, how about you? Not, nobody. How about you not on this show. No, but I mean like off of this okay. show. Like off of this show. I don't care. I don't check for nobody. I don't listen okay. to nobody. Okay. I don't watch nobody that ain't on this here screen right here. That's what I'm saying. Right here. Right here. This right here. This right here. That's all that matters. It's us versus us, Michael. That's what it's I told us. the kids. It's us versus us. It's us. Don't worry about them. Play our game. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. You played on a lot of mentally tough teams over the course of your career. What is it about this specific team that makes them so resilient, especially in this run that you guys are on? Uh, I just think nobody cares on our team. We're not we're not worried about what anybody thinks. Um, we're so focused in on what we do well and who we are as a group that at the end of the day, that's what we fall back on. Um, make or miss shots, we're going to be who we are because we're not worried about anybody else. That's how it's been all year long, and um, that's not going to change. So that's what I think it is. I think it's the I don't give a damn factor. All year, Denver has been complaining about not getting in respect. And here in the finals, they are the the every favorite, 
heavy favorite. So are you guys a little upset that you're not getting the respect that you deserve? I speak for my whole team when I say we don't give a damn. We just want to get four wins. We yeah. don't give a damn about none of the other stuff. That's been a consistent message from everybody, right? That you just don't really care what all of us are saying about it. Yeah, we don't care. Four <laughs> wins. That's all that matters. So we know the Heat aren't going to be satisfied just getting a split in Denver. Um, we know that they're not satisfied just being here. Um, we know Jimmy Butler didn't even want to hold the conference finals trophy. He wanted to hold the next one. So we know that the Heat are never satisfied. That's, that's their hallmark. Uh, but I want to go this theme of not being satisfied. Let's talk about the guy that was just asking that last question we heard. Let's talk about Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. You know, I, I, I check Twitter every now and then, and I come across um, Shaq's tweet uh, complaining about this graphic. This gra- Thanks for the low-hanging fruit, Shaq. Appreciate it. It's always tasty, always welcome. This graphic yeah. of the top 10 players of all time. And he asked if we agree with this. He says, I don't. Kobe number nine and me number 10. Hell to the nah. Now, I know it was just the anniversary of the famous, you know, Kobe to Shaq alley-oop just a couple of days ago. Um, But to which I would respond, Shaq, um, just be happy you're in the top 10. And I don't mean that dismissively. I don't mean no insult. The most physically dominant player we've ever seen. But like, go ahead. But go ahead. To me, the top ten players in NBA history is like first class on a flight. If I'm in two B or five C, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Like the top ten is very much the order of the top ten is interchangeable for a lot of people. And the reason right. why Shaq is dominant and as great as he is and was should be happy being in the top ten. Because to my untrained eye, there are two glaring omissions in the top 10. Now, here's the thing about That's math. Right. Come on now. Here's the thing about Come on math. If, Come on. if two men enter, two men have to leave Thunderdome. Right. So I don't know who's coming out. out but I know, I know two out. faces that I don't see on this list are one, hey, Stephen, w- w- Wardell, okay, at least two, okay? Wardell, Stephen Curry is That's not on this list. And yeah. my all-time starting center, if we play, if we yes. still play in position basketball, Come on. and I'm picking a starting uh, five, uh, Hakeem the uh. Dream, Elijahwan is my yes. starting center. Where's Hakeem Elijahwan? Give me Shaq over, or give me uh, Hakeem Elijahwan over Shaq. That's just two. Over Shaq. Don't ask me who's coming out, but that's just two. Give me the Dream over Shaq. So Shaq, so, so Hakeem Elijahwan, Steph Curry. Ain't on this list. Shaq, just be glad you in the club, according to whoever made this graphic. Who am I missing? Who yes. else jumps out that okay. should be on the, in this top there, ten? There's, okay, so you got you got Wardell, Stephen Curry, yep. you got yes. him, you got Akeem Olajuwon, yeah, who, who early in his career was Akeem, and he added yes. H. Yes. Uh, Kevin Durant, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Durant. Why is KD no. not no. in here? No. No, 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 not above these dudes. Whoa. No, no, nope, nope. Okay, no, no. That's what we part okay. company. No, nope. I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know who. Mm-mm. I don't know who I'm taking out of the top ten. I know who I'm taking out of ten. So Shaq's out. Akeem is in. I did that last night. I just did you that. Taking Kevin Durant. Was, okay, right. And, and, but you also taking Kevin no, so Durant Shaq, over Shaq? 
I don't know. I'm just saying that like these are some very <laughs> okay. Right. Oh, okay. Like, All right. I, okay. Okay. I know so you're saying like I, I, this, is others, this is others receiving votes. This is like other right. considerations. Okay. Okay. All right. I lost. All right. Okay. Okay. I lost okay. no sleep last night. I lost no sleep when I said, oh, Akeem's in Shaq's out. Yeah. What was Shaq talking okay. about? Akeem is so, in. Akeem is in. I, I, so I took that. Now, Kobe at nine is interesting because I think Despite your five, your two B, five C analogy, look, there are certain airlines where you're in first class, but they had that little curtain, and that little curtain is just—that's the only thing separating you from coach. Yeah. And you yeah. know, like, you kind of aware. Yeah. Sometimes out of the side of yeah, your yeah, eye, you see the coach people. Look close. Look close. Coach people looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking at you like, why yeah. he in first class? Yeah. Why? Maybe not coach. Maybe Del- maybe Delta Comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or business, business yeah. class, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So nine, That's nine might conversation be a little low. I, 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 yeah. It sure is. It sure is. It's so it's very first worldy, but I, I'm okay with yeah. it. Um, so I take Kobe up over Tim Duncan. I think Kobe. I take Kobe over Larry Bird. So now yeah, I, so I got. Uh, yeah, I, okay. If yeah, you, I would. If you want, I'm doing okay. it. All right. That's what I'm saying. I do I'm, it. I'm, it. Hey, just you ever see? You see Tropic Thunder? You were nominated. Yeah. No, just yes. to have been nominated would have been nice. I was not <laughs> just to be in the top 10 is nice. Okay. Um, LeBron. I don't think I can, touch the, I can't touch the top five. Okay. Except so LeBron. Le- switch it to, switch it two and one. That's it. I'll put two and one and one two. Get out, okay. That, Get out, okay. Okay. Speaking of switching and speaking of the LeBron. Okay. Um, we know he in that T somewhere in that top 10. We know who ain't in that top 10. Is Kyrie Irving. Remember I told you a couple of weeks ago that Kyrie Irving needed to just be satisfied that people still talking about him. And yet, just to refresh your memory, here was him bitching and complaining not that long ago about oh, all the people in my mentions and the speculation. And oh, I don't want just just leave me out of it. Here's here's, here's what he said. Here's what he said. Um, my last thing that I'm gonna say after I say I love y'all. Stop mentioning me on Twitters. All y'all fan bases, stop mentioning me right now, please. It is still the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. Like, or excuse me, Denver's going to the finals. You know, we're still waiting for Boston and Miami. Can y'all please leave me out of this? Please, can I just be with my family in peace? Y'all got people at my dinner table discussing what my free agency plans are. <laughs> stop that. Y'all think it's funny shit, but please stop that. I, like I actually like having peace of mind when I'm at the crib, right? Like I, I see all y'all ads, I, I see all y'all mentions. Okay, I said it. I see all y'all stuff y'all be saying. I see all y'all memories. I get it. I get it. I'm just as excited as y'all are. But you gotta chill though. Oh, and here's a tweet. Here's a tweet today about Kyrie reaching out to LeBron about joining the Mavericks. Okay. Michael, I cannot keep track of how many ways this story is bullshit. Let's start with this, okay? Clearly coming from Kyrie's camp. Clearly coming from Kyrie's camp that he has reached out to LeBron. And I don't know if it's That's just like, you know, he wants to be. Is this like I want to be on top type thing? Like you reaching out to LeBron. Okay, that's that's so there's okay, there's that part of it, right? Then on the flip side, it's clearly LeBron putting it out there from a Haynes perspective. That oh yeah, Dallas is a thing, could have been a thing, cause he wants to pressure the Lakers to go and get LeBron or go and get Kyrie. 
because they want to play together as if big threes are still a thing as if overnight big threes are still a thing to say nothing of the fact that I don't care how much they like each other. Ain't no world in which LeBron and Luka Doncic can play together with Kyrie Irving. Then there's this part. Just don't talk about just be just be happy. Kyrie Irving. Just be happy that that the Mavericks are actually willing to be dumb enough to pay you the max the max the max amount 200 and whatever million dollars it is. Just be happy. Just just take you ever had somebody at your house and then they start inviting people to your house. When did Kyrie Irving become the person to recruit people to Dallas? When did that become his job? Like, bro, you just got here. We're not even sure if we want you here. You are unrestricted free agent. And oh, by the way, did I mention that LeBron is not? Like, oh, he's recruiting LeBron to come to Dallas. By what means? How? How did how, 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 how that work? Houseway? Remember that? Houseway? Remember that? Like, he's not a free agent. So what exactly would Dallas have to offer Los Angeles to incentivize the Lakers to trade? Like, this well, whole thing is we, just such bullshit. Yeah, there, there, there you go. You can't see it there uh, that, that well, but it's a lot of nothing. Uh, there we go. A, a, lot of, <laughs> no a lot of nothing. Thank you. A lot of nothing going to Dallas. Uh, I mean, going to the Lakers and the Mavericks getting LeBron James. Oh, yeah. Sure. What's the motivation? And what's the motivation for LeBron? I mean, I think at this point of his career, point of his career, uh, closer to 40 years old, very close to 40 years old, and you know how he feels about Bronny and USC and seeing his uh, seeing his kids and being a family. Like the Lakers, this is his last stop. I really do. I, I don't think he's going to play anywhere else. I think it's going to be Los Angeles, maybe Cleveland, but I doubt it. I think LA, and I, I just don't see him being interested in the Mavericks. Not to mention the things that you brought up. You know, the fact that he's not a free agent. Well, and here's another one. Here's another little note. And this is from story. The Mavericks were preparing to make an offer for James last season. I'm reading from his story. When the, when the Lakers were spiraling, sources say, despite James being ineligible for a trade last season due to the date of his extension. So, were the Mavericks just not aware that they couldn't pursue LeBron James? So, is this either incompetence or is this all again politics and posturing because these dudes want to play together in LA and LeBron just like when he was talking about retirement is trying to get the Lakers to bend to his will right. to bend the knee to bend the knee before the king and give him the guy he wants kiss it kiss that ring that too. You, I mean well, the, this is so transparent kiss the ring. Thank you God so transparent. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity <laughs> Godfather. I hope that you have a, a child and that it is a male child, Godfather. Thank you very much. <laughs> it just annoyed the hell out of me. It's like this can't happen, won't happen, and wouldn't work. And like big threes are so like, ain't that played out? We even roll like that. We don't roll like that no more, dog. That day's dead, right? Big, big the yeah, overnight I mean, superstar big three. Not to mention Kyrie. Didn't you already have your run of the place once, or maybe even twice before? How'd that work out? Like. If I'm Mark Cuban in the, in the Mavericks, I'm like, wait, unless they in on this whole thing. Kyrie Irving really right. out here like recruiting on our behalf. Like, we, you know, you ain't as running a, shit around here. You already look at well, about that, how they worked out for them. If we talk about a big three, though, have we ever had a big three? Has a big three ever the entire trio ever been load managed simultaneously? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like LeBron don't be playing all the time. Kyrie, we yeah. know Kyrie don't play all the time. And then oh I don't know gosh. about Luca. Luca? Oh, I don't so, know about Luca. I don't know. All right. I don't know about this one. So let's get back to game two. 
again, keeping the theme of not being satisfied. To the untrained eye, it would seem <laughs> that the Heat were satisfied with Nikola Jokic getting his and limiting the other guys or the others, as some people like to call them. Don't tell that to Eric Spolster. Sometimes when, when teams play against Jokic, you, you turn him into a scorer, you turn him into a passer, and he controls the game. You, he only had four assists tonight. Yeah, that, that, that's ridiculous. You know, it's just that's the untrained eye that, that says something like that. I, I do think uh, what Miami did tonight, um, you know, they, they said, all right, we're going to make Jokic a scorer. Let's take away other people. All right. Well, I, you know, maybe Steve well, Kerr and, and, and me and everybody else, Kurt Heelan is, is the untrained eye because yeah. it's. I think that was honestly. I think that was. I think that was Spo just basically not wanting to confirm anything that would suggest that there is a way to limit the best player in the world. Because, Kurt, this to me is a strategy as old as basketball itself. Whether it was yeah. Jordan whether it's LeBron, let the superstar go off. Do not let his supporting cast beat you. That is like one guy cannot yeah. beat you by himself. That's just base. That's, it's so obvious yeah. to even the untrained eye because it is basic logic. It's basic basketball logic, right? Exactly. Look, the, the Nuggets are the most dangerous when it's raining from everywhere, right? When he's scoring 25 or whatever, but dishing out 12 assists and Jamal Murray's getting his and Aaron Gordon's getting his, and Michael Porter Jr. is knocking down threes. That's when they're unstoppable. What they did last night was what they want to do, what everybody said going into the series, which was simply, hey, man, don't let everybody else go off. Make him score. That struck me as Eric Spolster not wanting to poke the bear, right? It's like, man, let's just keep it like this. I don't want to make Jokic mad. He's the best player on the floor. I, that's how I read it. I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't. Uh, <laughs> that's what everybody's been saying for like. That's what I wrote before the series. It's what it, everybody's been writing. It ain't rocket science, Michael. In the watch no. party, remember, remember the spades analogy in the rock in the watch party. I ain't gonna waste right. my time doing right. it again. But it was like they got the big joker. You ain't get, beating the big joker, but you can still have a winning hand. You can still get more books right. if you cutting yeah. those 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 other suits, those diamonds, those clubs, and those hearts, Michael. Absolutely, and, and I, I really want to get to this, uh, Kurt, with you. Look, at most, we got five games left in the NBA season. Five games. Are How long, and, and Michael and I talked about this earlier, how long are we going to continue to say, oh, wow, can you believe Miami is in this position? Or, you know, Miami, you know, Denver fell asleep, but, you know, Miami is not that good. Whether it's their Jokic approach or not, how long before we just say, okay, this is what we got. What we got is two potential champions, Stokely. Yeah, I know. I'm with you, Stokely. Two potential champions. <laughs> he, I think he, I think he's amening you. Yeah. Thank I, you. I think the other thing we need is another graphic about all the undrafted players so big that it blocks out the play for like two minutes uh, on the screen. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> I, I, there is something to the idea that, man, we are, we're selling the heat short. Like these, you can say they develop the players. You can do whatever. Jimmy Butler is an all NBA capable of being a top 10 player in the NBA when he wants to be like during the playoffs when he cranks it up guy. And they've got the right mix around him to make this work. Bam is an elite defender and versatile. They got shooters. They got versatile guys everywhere. We are selling them short and they're still not the better team in the series. It's just, Dude, Denver was arrogant last night. They played. Are you arrogant. sure? 
But are you sure, Kurt? Are you sure they're not the better team? I don't know anymore. I, based on what? Sure? They don't I, have still, the best player, I, but why aren't the, they the better team? I genuinely believe the part. I mean, they, look, every, the, everything they did wrong, they still all like you were talking about, man. Jamal Murray front rims that thing or we're going to overtime. I still think that yeah. their depth, when they turn it on, when they are focused on defense, I, man, Michael Malone was fuming after the game last night. Absolutely fuming at his team's effort. And Jeff Green was even more direct. Like, they know they just did not play hard enough for stretches of that I, game. Kurt, I, did, I define the better team not as the more talented team, not as the, the team that maybe is the more explosive. And Denver's offense, even with Jokic having four assists, was still pretty good last night. I yeah. define the better team as, wait for it, the team that plays better. Teams that plays the team that plays harder, better, longer, and, and and in critical situations which the Heat are more than comfortable in, executes better. So I mean, we to Michael Holly's point, we could be sitting up here after a six or seven game series or five game series in favor of Miami, still talking about the Nuggets being the better team, when Miami might be the one holding the trophy <laughs> at the end of this, which is why it boggles the mind that there's even a conversation in Denver about effort. You said it a second ago. The Nuggets were yeah. arrogant. How does that happen? When you were the disrespected team. Wait, but after everything you watched leading up to this, after watching Milwaukee, after watching Boston in particular, I, I was stunned that we saw that. I think the one difference, the one difference is when things started to go bad for Boston, they unraveled. They completely and totally unraveled and were a mess. In game one, started things started to go bad for Denver. They got the ball to Jokic. He put some buckets in. They settled things down in the fourth. They held on and won. They didn't win last night, but they made that push at the end. They are. I don't think they're going to unravel. I don't think they're going to fall apart the way Boston did, but they can't. There's no margin for error with this team. Like you said, man, You've got to credit Miami's just utter relentlessness night in and night out. And if you give them an inch, man, they're taking the mile. Yeah. Hey, before we let you go and add to your uh, sky miles or whatever your preferred carrier is as you depart Denver from Miami, um, real quick, uh, this LeBron Kyrie manufactured. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Good. Okay. Good. All right. I just want to make sure because I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I, by the way, yeah, you, you covered it. I, I'm in the. By the way, the, the first off, you know it's coordinated when two guys leak it at once, like yeah. you know, two guys who were introduced breakers from opposite one. sides who both are right, embedded right. with each, each player's camps. Exactly. I still think this was yeah. completely in the LeBron pressuring the Lakers to bring in Kyrie camp because the Lakers largely want to run it back, bring back Austin Reeves, bring back Rui, and I'll just say under the new CBA, there's like no way. No way. Thank you. That's the other part. Together. Three max they, players. You just simply can't. Three max right. players under the they, new CBA. They got to take a pay cut. You're, you're like, that, yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, you heard I, that story. Hey, maybe, Somebody maybe, have to take a pay cut. Who's doing that? That's my favorite story going around now. The, 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 hey, maybe LeBron plays this year, but then he just, what he really wants is a buyout so he can just sign for the minimum somewhere. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, Kyrie is not saying that LeBron, man. No, no man. Career. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll take less. No, like, that's, what this whole, that's why he got in Dallas in the first place. Wasn't trying to take a pick. Exactly. Come on, man. Come hey, on. Yeah. Another quick question. Another quick one. Another quick one. 
Fast. You got top 10 players. You got Shaq in oh. top, top 10. Is it Akeem over Shaq? Is it KD over Shaq? Steph Curry over Shaq? Anybody over Shaq at number 10? For, for, I looked at that list. First off, I'd have Duncan a little higher. I'd have Curry and Hakeem in. I would have Shaq and Bird out. Bird, yeah. Yeah. See, I yeah. I like Bird, but I Bird's in the KD 11 to 15 range for me. You, you know who ain't never coming mentions. out? Like, ever? You know who's never coming out? Bill Russell Wilson. and Will. <laughs> and Will. Yes. Both of them. <laughs> it's like yeah, everybody yeah. else sends it up to never yeah. take them two dudes out. Yeah, no, no. And Kurt. And Kurt, did I hear you say you got LeBron at one? You got LeBron. Thanks no, we did not say that. That is not what he said. I did not go say, down that road. Safe travel. <laughs> the, al- the altitude ain't that high in Denver. <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. Yo, Mike, what you doing Saturday, bro? Saturday. Hey, listen, I'm around. I'm, I'm down to travel, down to just, just hang. Whatever you got. What, what's going on? You gonna give I me another call like you, you did, uh, like you did last Friday? Are we gonna talk about that? Anyway, go ahead. Oh, about the dynasty, about the dynasty trade that I ended up, uh, that I was, I didn't do, but I interrupted date night. No, no, this is much date more night. important. This is real life. This date is not night. fantasy. This is real life. I was wondering okay. if you could uh, jet down to Hartford. Uh, for old time's sake, uh, so you and I to appear at, I've been to a lot of football camps. I know you have as well. I've seen a lot of football camps in my years. The Carmine and Frank Mangini Foundation's Football Fundamentals Camp is easily the best I've ever attended. And yeah, we're both biased because you and I go way back with Eric Mangini, uh, the former Jets and Browns head coach, is a good friend of ours. We've known him since his Patriot days. I think the statute of limitations has expired. We could acknowledge that now, right? Um, right. So, okay, good, good. Um, I think it was, I mean, like 2004 I went, and and there are kids from Hartford, as far as the eye can see, being trained by high school, college, and professional coaches in the fundamentals of football, the best flag football tournament I've ever seen, an (laughs) all-star cast of coaches and counselors from the NFL and all of Eric's various stops come out every year for uh, the CFM Foundation camp. And this is the 20th and final year for our friend Eric Mangini's camp. Good to see you, E. 
And I, I guess I'll start with, man, just what are your emotions about having done this for 20 years and this being the final year of, of a camp that's made such a difference in the Hartford community and so many uh, lives of so many youth in that area where you grew up? Well, first of all, you guys are both very impressive contributors to the football fundamentals <laughs> camp, uh, <laughs> applying your your expertise and insights. Uh, yeah, the kids definitely I'm benefit saying, from it. They and, learned a lot from us. Here's a big part of the camp. Some of it is some of it is football, which which is great, and we want them to go back to their teams with learning something like that. But a lot of it is is being around great mentors and being around great people and being around p- adults that that want to make sure that they understand how important their success is to them, and and that's that's a role that that a lot of people play. For me, I, I'm very proud of of what we've done over over the 20 camps had upwards of, of 10,000 kids go through it. Everybody who's involved, volunteers, nobody gets paid, no hotels are paid for it. There's none of that stuff. It's all coaches, uh, the the police officers who help out, the officials who help out, the, the volunteer, every, everybody who helps out is doing it for free and doing it because they want to make an amazing day. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. And I think we've had a ton of, of success stories, a ton of great days, and hopefully we've affected some kids in a really positive way. Well, that, that's interesting that you say that because when Mike and I uh, went down and we coached one team, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you still remember this, we had a formation. To the finals, right? Trips left. <laughs> trips left. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then we had we another kid. We were running kid. oop to you. <laughs> I'm telling you, we, all, we had another kid lined up one-on-one, and we said before this, before this, Eric in the huddle, we said, okay, who wants it? Who wants the ball? All the kids, I, I want it. Okay, God, we got the right thing. We got, we got, we got guys who want the ball. And of course, the play fell apart. Nobody really wanted the ball. Uh, and, and we, we still, we, we're still, we're still really hurt over that. But I, I'm, in all seriousness, that was a, it was a great memory. Mike and I still talk about it. Tell me somebody who has come up to you when you least expected it, and said something about the camp. That probably blew your mind. I'm sure you got lots of stories like that, but you know, give us a, an example well, of somebody it, who really the camp affected them, and, and it just really amazed you. Here's something that was great that happened just just the other night. So, th- this is a lot of work to put on. It's a little bit like putting on a wedding. There's so many moving parts with food and fields and equipment and coaches and volunteers. It, it goes on and on, and it can get a a little bit. Uh, Oh, not overwhelming, but but it can wear on you a little bit. And then I get a call or a text like I got the other night. So Rob Ryan, who's in Las Vegas mm-hmm. as a linebackers coach, is hanging out with John Jenkins, and they're talking about the camp. And John Jenkins is a Maloney grad, so that's a, a town very close to Hartford. Had gone to the camp for two years, decided to try running back while he was at the camp. Ended up playing some running back in high school, which helped him get into a JUCO, which eventually helped him transfer to Georgia which eventually helped him get drafted by the team that Rob Ryan was a defensive coordinator at the time. And Rob was at the camp that John was at. And now they're together. Mm. This is 12 years later in Las Vegas. And, and they text me just saying what a great experience they had. And I talked to John today and, and John said, you know, that, that was, that was something that he didn't really have an opportunity to do otherwise. And, and it changed things for him in, in a really impactful way. So when you hear things like that, and, and when we're talking to guys, 12 years in the league and the, the combination of, of him and Rob together, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. Fantastic. 
Yeah, I want to say that's where I first met Rob. And even like, again, selfishly, that's not what it was about. We were there to support. But I mean, not for nothing, Eric. I mean, now you're a media member. You understand this. Like, the connections (laughs) that we made because like, and it showed how people viewed you and what they thought of you. Because whether it was the Patriots, the Jets, the Ravens, the Browns, I mean, I mean, Marvin Lewis was there, Dante Skarnecchia, uh, you mentioned Rob Ryan, Rex Ryan, like it, like so many people, Mike Tannenbaum, like people throughout the entire league would descend at, at, at the time it was at Bulkley High School, right? They would descend in, in the downtown Hartford. And it, we made all sorts of connections from people at that camp. I mean, it was an all-star cast of counselors pouring into these kids. Yeah, look, I'll put our coaching staff head-to-head with, with anybody. We've had, I think, 12 NFL head coaches who have worked it. I don't know how many coordinators have, have worked it throughout the year. I mean, there's four current NFL head coaches that, that have been at the camp, and Matt Eberflus, uh, Brian Daywall, Bill Belichick. Um, who, who am I missing? Uh, I forget who I'm I missing. I mentioned Marvin. Fourth one. Yeah, well, yeah, look, I Marvin's been the, the, in the past. But, oh, Josh McDaniels. And then, yeah, Josh, uh, yeah. yep, he's been there. So there's four current head coaches who, who have coached the camp, and and the list goes on in terms of guys: Romeo Cornell, Mike Pettin, yep. Um, yep. Marvin Lewis, Chris Palmer, it, and five, four or five GMs, plus tons of college coaches, NFL players, and the high school coaches. But all, all mm. that being said, to me, it's it's more just about the the teachers that come out and and work to to help provide yeah. or uh, serve lunch yeah. or pass out t-shirts or set up the seven on seven, the high school officials who volunteer their, their time to come out and, and, and do the, um, the games in the afternoon. Like that, yeah. that part to You're me right. is what's special. It takes, it, it takes, it takes a village and, and props to Julia and your family for what they've done in support of you and behind the scenes in support of the foundation. If you want to support the foundation, you're interested, it's not too late to, to attend or sign up for the camp. Go to the CFM Foundation website, and uh, and they'll take care of the rest. Um, while we got you here, man, uh, and www.cfm-foundation.org, if you're listening or watching and you want to just find out what this, this foundation is all about, it's about much more than this camp. You guys do great work giving back to the community. While we got you, man, let's pick your brain about football, which we've uh, done over the years. You mentioned Brian Dayball. Um, you know what it's like. To be to be hot in New York City, to be to be to be the, the new guy at, at the dance uh, in New York City. Uh, Brian Dayball, the Giants make the play, your old colleague with New England make the playoffs his first year. A lot of expectations about taking that next step. What is your read on the Giants and the direction that your buddy Dayball has them going? <laughs> Look, it, it's it's going to be a rough road, and, and I went through that. I made the playoffs the first year at, at the Jets, and expectations weren't very high and and as much success as he's had and we had you're still building your program you're still putting your vision into place and there there can be a lot of hiccups in in year two and they haven't really added that many players they've had to pay some players that they had a lot more money than than the previous season and then when you look at their schedule it's brutal there's like three games in the first 11 days there's seven out of ten on the road it's like it's like they made someone in, in the scheduling department angry with their success. Um, and, <laughs> and then there's part of it, Mike, that you, you have to teach your team how to deal with success. So we, all, we always talk about dealing with adversity, and, and there's a lot of, of research and time put into that. But people have to learn how to deal with success, too. And 
Teddy Atlas, the famous boxing trainer, says success is like a martini. It relaxes you. And and all those guys in, in New York have to understand that what they did last year was great, but now they have to do it better because everybody's ready. They're not sneaking up on anybody. And and, and it's a it's a different it's a different formula that, that they have to execute this season. Now I know you know about success in New York. They had a they had a great nickname for you, man genius. Uh, uh, they had a lot of nicknames. Not all of them were nice. (laughs) Hey, listen. Listen, that's all. Hey, Eric, that's all of us. But I can tell you, though, uh, personally, I I put down that you were my personal coach. Uh, Thank you again. Everybody needs to know, Eric Mangini used to coach me on Fridays during the football season on coverages because I didn't know anything. I still don't know much. But, I, I, you know, it was, I say, wait a minute, there's a cover five? There's a cover. Eric taught me, what is that? What is, Eric taught what me the dual protection system. He taught from I mean, offensive line stuff. standpoint. I, absolutely, yeah. And, and going like, over X's and O's, I, was the mic. Like, I know what all that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. But let, let me ask you about New York. Now you were there and you're coaching with the Jets. Now, once again, expectations sky high, specifically with the Aaron Rodgers situation. How would you, what's your read on that? And how would you manage it? Uh, if you were given, if Robert Sala asked for advice, uh, what would you tell him? Look, I lived it. I lived it with Brett Favre. I mean, I got a, an old Green Bay quarterback that would, had had a ton of success who came in with high expectations. And I, I know what that feels like. And the the idea that this isn't a, a one-year situation for, for Robert, you know, that's, that's not true. The everything changed as soon as they got Aaron Rodgers and and for good reason people in it in New York should be excited they've got a chance in every game they've got a chance to go to the playoffs they've got a chance it's it's just different the offensive line will be better the running backs will be better the defense will be better because they've got the quarterback that that, that they have and they also got him much earlier than than when we got Brett we got Brett during the preseason they got him in the offseason. They have an offensive coordinator who who worked with him. We had to adjust our offense to to maximize Brett's potential. So it's all lined up for him, and and there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to win the division. There's no reason they shouldn't be able to go deep in the playoffs. They should be able to do all those things. And if they don't, there's probably going to be a new head coach in New York next season. Hmm. Hey, uh, we got less than a minute. Real quick. Back in the, the Chiefs are at the White House today. Back in the day, the Patriots are regulars at the White House. A lot of tension around your old boss, Bill Belichick. <laughs> what do you, what's your read on that situation and, and them being like considered the worst team in the AFC East and this being a maybe a transition period in New England? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable they could be considered in a spot where they're considered to be the worst team in that division. And and Mac Jones, I think Rodney Harrison said that the NFL has a way of humbling you. And Mac Jones, I think, has, has gone through a humbling process, and hopefully through yeah. that humbling process, he's grown. And if he's grown, hey man, he got a chance to beat anybody each week. Hey brother, we love you. We appreciate you, man. Congratulations on 20 years of an incredible camp, brother. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. 
Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Mike, I mentioned that the Chiefs are at the White House today. Uh, I think it's not their last time. But how many more times do you think Mahomes' Chiefs go to the White House? Three. Three Woo. more times. Five titles. Wow. Hey, man. Oh, wow. How many dynasty, how many dynasty titles are you going to win? Because you called me on date night talking about some third or fourth or fifth receiver for the Patriots. What's up, man? His name is Tyquan Thornton, and I want to know your read on him if I should trade a future pick for him. I, wasn't thinking about, like, I don't know you I wasn't on date about night. Tyquan Thornton on Friday night. I don't know I you on date Tyquan night. Thornton. It wasn't like Come I interrupted on, anything. You wasn't doing nothing. You wouldn't handle no business. <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.